0: I'm gonna do laundry, and then I just don't. We're live.
1: The Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. Good morning, Jesse.
0: Good morning, Gary.
1: What a nice easy intro we had. Jesse was just lounging back.
0: Yeah, like I said to Gary, it went the first shot. If you're watching on camera, is basically me just lounging back, all fat and Jabba the Hut style, like. Just, yeah, I'm good. Job
1: of the Hutt is our first movie reference for those of you keeping score at home. We couldn't get started on time because we were busy talking about the Batman trailer. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get to that at some point.
0: Yep, which shows the kind of pastors that you have when they're just like, They literally talk for 15 minutes about Batman and the Joker and the whole universe.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. We better start a podcast because we were busy talking (laughs) about the uh, DC comics and uh, how they have come so far. Yeah, exactly. And we'll get into that. You'll uh, hear a little bit about the Batman trailer. There was also a Wonder Woman trailer. There was also a... Um, I believe it was a video game trailer, or was it Gotham Knights? Mm-hmm. That one mm-hmm. came out yesterday, too. Like, yep. My question is, why is everyone releasing trailers at the same time? I, is it because they're bored? Like, I, they are quarantined and they need something to do? Or you what? know,
0: I, I think legitimately they're all releasing because they haven't released a movie in, like, six months. Yeah. Uh. And so they're going, well, we kind of need to release all of our stuff right now. We
1: better just, do something. Yeah, yeah. shotgun blast
0: yeah. it so that people start coming back. I suppose. You know?
1: And it's such a weird time, not only for everyone, but for movie industry. And, you yeah, know, we're hearing and we're seeing all kinds of their downtrodden and how it's yeah. not going well. But I don't know about you, but I'm hitting Netflix pretty hard.
0: You know, I've been watching a lot of, of. Uh, it's a series called Mindhunter. And mm. it's it's... It's gnarly. It's yeah. fascinating, but it is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's about the first it's a true story about the first couple of guys that created the FBI's behavioral science unit. Oh. And so they study and profile serial killers. Sure. And it's really interesting kind of the stuff that they do and, and you know, the the people that they talk to. Right. But it's rough. Oh, it, I'm sure. But anyway, what are you watching?
1: Uh I'm just going to make the joke that, uh, yeah, you're watching something interesting like that. Yeah. I We are going through uh, reality game shows oh to my. try to find another one that we like. Oh, yeah. So we, I think we talked about this last time, but we hit Flora's Lava pretty mm-hmm. hard for a stretch there. Right. And uh, if you haven't heard of Flora's Lava, then you got to go to Netflix and watch that. It's yep. good for at least three, four episodes, and then you kind of get sick of it. But basically, every kid when they were younger has played this game. You just can't be on the floor right you got to jump from furniture to furniture which moms around the world love Um, ruin the couch by jumping on the furniture all that kind of stuff and you got to get from one point of the room to the other and my kids absolutely love it so we did that for a stretch and then we moved on to uh (laughs) ultimate tag ultimate tag ultimate tag gotcha which is again taking a kid's game and trying to make a show out of it right which right. i would argue pretty good idea but how do you stretch a couple of these more than like three four five episodes <laughs> like for our family we watch a few of them and we're like eh
0: i'm yeah, done now there used to be an old game show like like or a uh, reality show like 20 years ago, and it was basically a Japanese show that was Make This Shape, so you,
1: I remember. That. Remember that yes. you had to
0: like curl your body into a certain shape as a as a hole in the wall like mm-hmm. pursued you, and once it hit you, you like fell off into water.
1: I think that was the name, wasn't it? Yeah, hole it was, in the wall. Yeah, a
0: hole in the wall. Right. And I'm just and I remember watching it, going, "This is fascinating." For about three episodes, right. And then it became so dumb, right? And they know? try
1: really hard now. So like this ultimate tag one, the floor is lava. Like obviously, the narrator is like. The main key part yeah. of this show. And if he or she can be like really interesting and make little commentary and all this kind of stuff, then maybe you can make it work and that can be kind of funny, entertaining. Yep. They went with JJ uh, J. Watt and his brothers oh. for Ultimate Tag, which was an interesting choice.
0: I, I, I'm sure it was. I haven't seen it, but JJ oh, J. Watt, he seems like one of those kind of guys who would be halfway excellent and halfway terrible. There's
1: there's real that was a really good analysis um because there's moments where I'm like, "Oh man, he could pull this off." And then yeah. there's like dead silence where I'm right. like, "All right, <laughs> right you're not going to make this work, man." Just and then they so. kind of like the funniest thing is when they have banter between brothers a little bit, like, "Oh yeah, I used to make fun of." So it's TJ, DJ, and JJ, I think. Really? And, yeah. Although DJ goes by Derek, he doesn't like DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny in itself. That is funny. But when they would say something like, oh yeah, I used to do
0: that to DJ when he was younger. Like, right. that
1: kind of banter, right. like if they pursue that, that could actually work. They, but the dead silence just doesn't happen. They should
0: just get rid of the format and just do a show on the brothers like they did with right. the Wahlburgers. That would be a good idea, actually. Yeah. Let's
1: let's write in. No, let's let, Hey, that. JJ
0: and DJ and PJ and, and <laughs> Tyler or whatever. LJ. L-J. JJ. JJ. KJ. So it's it's uh, I don't know if you've seen Wahlbergers or not, but it's I've been, seen bits and pieces. It is just the funniest show.
1: Sanders in ever. love with uh Mark Wahlberg, of course. Of the course, Marky Mark. Of yeah. course, because yeah. why wouldn't you be? Everybody
0: the, is. The one who gets the, the short end of the stick is always Donnie. Oh, like, poor Donnie. And and Donnie was he's actually a really talented he actor. He was the cool
1: guy, right? He was. Like, and he's a Celtics fan. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. He's a huge Celtics
0: fan. And and They always get the short end of the stick. And then there's this other brother, the third brother, the guy who owns the (laughs) restaurant, and he's just like, Meh like my brothers are way more famous. like even Donnie is like miles more famous than this guy. I've always
1: wondered, like let's let's uh, ask one of them, like, what are the dynamics there? Like a Sunday dinner, like when you're sitting around, like, hey, yeah, I had a gold record, I uh, was in this band. Well, I have a Restaurant.
0: Dude. Dude. So there's this is the one that always perplexes me, the Manning family. Oh you yeah, have Dad. Right, Dad was an incredible athlete, incredible athlete. He was the quarterback of the of the Saints for 13 years. Mm. He has three sons, one of which turns out to be Peyton Manning, one of the most celebrated quarterbacks of all time. The other one is Eli, pretty got, good, pretty good. Got yeah. two Super Bowls under his belt. Then there's the third one who like <laughs> sells insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you gotta be sitting around the table at Thanksgiving going, yeah, so I tossed this pass and yeah, I won a Super Bowl and I can't believe we're in the Hall of Fame. What was your day, Scott? <laughs> Uh, I had two clients call in. I had two clients. So I sold a couple of car policies, <laughs> but they were full coverage, so high five, guys. You know, like, oh, it's got to be brutal for that guy. I
1: bet it's rough. Oh. But yet, like, there's something cool about, like, I wonder if he owns it, and he's like, yeah, I can name drop all over the place. Right? Like, I, mean, I go into the restaurant, hey, Peyton's my brother. That guy's
0: eating for free. Right? You know? Like,
1: there's got to be so many kickbacks that he gets, be. doesn't there?
0: I just don't know how I could live if I didn't have my own identity. I was just no. ...known as the Manning's other brother... Right, that's true. ...who sold insurance, you know? Right. Well done, Scott.
1: (laughs) Way to go, Scott. (laughs) Scott Manning, if that's even his real name. (laughs) Welcome to the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff. That was our intro for about five minutes there, where obviously we talk about stuff. Yep. And what we're trying to do is get Monday to be our regular time for this now. This is our second week of using Mondays as our regular time. And as you're tuning in, you can also hear this later on the website for allwhothirst.com. You can also hear it on Google Play. You can also hear it on Spotify. So there's a couple different ways for you to tune in. And what we try to do is keep you updated on the life of Living Water, what's coming up, what we have to look forward to. We try to talk a little bit about what our sermons were and what our sermons are going to be, especially if it's going to be a series and we're kind of introducing that series. But more than any of that, we try to have some fun with it and we try to be an on-ramp For you to get to know Jesus Christ. Hopefully, maybe this is something that you pass on to someone who doesn't know Jesus and you can say, hey, these guys, they're pretty silly. Uh, They talk about a lot of random stuff. They talk about Peyton Manning and his brother. They talk about the Batman trailer. And all of it somehow funnels to Jesus Christ. Because Mm -hmm. what we believe... Uh, especially in a Reformed worldview, is that every square inch has something to do with Jesus Christ. There is not an area that doesn't include him, and all of it somehow points back to him. So at the end of all of our rambling, you'll hear Jesus Christ proclaimed, as our Lord and Savior. And that's our hope that you can hear that maybe for the first time. Maybe you can be reminded of that. Maybe you can have that be refreshed this morning. And if nothing else, maybe on a Monday morning, you need a little pick-me-up. You need to get going for the week. We can try to do that for you as well and just get you started off on a good path, hopefully. So all of that as an introduction, what did you preach about last uh... sunday yesterday jesse yeah.
0: so um, we we're actually continuing our series on hope and if you're going to either campus you're you're going to find that that's what we're doing um, What what ended up sticking with was titus uh... which we talked about briefly last week and i went with uh... not just what is hope not not what is uh... not what is uh... misplaced hope but i went with how we live out our hope through action And I took the book of Titus and and did basically a cross-section of the entire book about how, you know, Titus is in this church in Crete and Paul is writing him a letter saying, you know, I get it, Crete is not a healthy place, your church is starting to believe heresy and all this. But stay true to God, and when you stay true to God, your hope is in Christ, not only in terms of proclamation, but through your daily walk, through your actions of loving the Lord and loving each other. Um, so I basically challenged the congregation and said, are we just proclaiming with our mouths that our hope is Jesus Christ, or are our actions actively hmm. living out our hope? So instead of Sunday going, yeah, I believe in the Lord and Christ is my hope, but then Monday, you know buying a new car because you think your happiness is Mm. going to be in that, Mm -hmm. um, we say, okay, well, how would I live for Christ in this moment? Right. So that's Uh, what I did.
1: A Sunday faith carrying through to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right?
0: Exactly it.
1: And one of the first things you said there was uh, staying faithful, I think, right? And about keeping moving forward. And I wanted to chase that because that's really close to where I was yesterday as Mm -hmm. well. Um, We did Revelation 2, the second letter so, Revelation uh, 2 and 3 are filled with seven letters to churches. And we're not going to spend uh, time at each one, but we're just going to do, uh, I think, two or three of the letters. And then move on to sort of the middle of the book, and then move on to the end of the book. But this letter yesterday was to Smyrna, and that's the one that's being persecuted. Yeah. Or even more accurately, is going to go through persecution. And so, what I focused on was two things. Uh, number one, I know Uh, He says to them, I know the persecution you're going through. And so I really chased the idea of having someone say, I know, having Mm. someone acknowledge what you're going through. And I think we've tried to do that here in several podcasts. We acknowledge the grief of not going to an event, of having a birthday party not happen, of having uh, school be delayed, of all of these things. We acknowledge the grief. And I think that's a really important step but then the second phrase that I focused on was when he said, be faithful. Yeah. Be faithful to what you know. Be faithful to the hope that you have, to the uh, Savior that you proclaim. Mm-hmm. And what I chased there was what you said. Just keep walking. Yeah, Just keep walking. Just yeah. keep going. As much as it seems that it's not Moving quickly as much as it seems like it's not working, I even said it to myself because we both kind of commented like it's a it's a hard transition lately to be preaching when it's a smaller group, when it's a group that's not really sure about giving like an amen or feedback or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I said something like just keep speaking, yeah, even if it seems like no one is listening, just keep doing the small things. That God is placing in front of you to do. Absolutely. And be faithful.
0: And, and and I think that's the big that's the big word that we both focused on last week, which is do, right? right I and mean, right. just keep doing. Just keep doing. Yep. Um, the week prior I had talked about, you know, uh, Jesus by the healing pools mm-hmm. um of of Bethesda and about how this one uh, the man who had been sick for thirty eight years right. put his hope in this healing pool to the point where Jesus says, Do you want to be healed? And this guy goes, Yeah, but no one will lift me into the pool mm. and I'm like the Lord of all earth is sitting there going, do you want to be healed? And he's like, well, can you help me over here? Right. And I thought that was interesting. So two weeks ago, I preached a lot on that. And my takeaway then was, you know, what are your healing pools? Mm. Where is your false Mm -hmm. hope Mm -hmm. in? Mm Mm-hmm. And this week it was, last week we talked about healing pools. Did you just proclaim Christ with your mouths or Mm -hmm. did you walk towards Christ instead of your pool? Ooh, that's pretty good. You know, and Mm -hmm. so I think for both of us in this dire season, faith is not just words. Hope is not just words. Mm -hmm. Hope is actions. We actively have to pick up our our feet, so to speak, and pursue Christ. He's not always just going to come and get us every single time. That's really good. You know, because he's not only is he Christ and and, and loves us, but part of our responsibility is to reach back when he reach right, out, reaches right. out.
1: That's really, I want to chase that because there's two things. An analogy I used yesterday was being lost in a cornfield. Yeah. And I grew up as a really uh, city slicker, like nothing about farm. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the smell and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And it's Iowa. And I realized yep. that that's, the, my dad used to say, that's that's the smell of money. That's good. Yep. And yet I really always just wanted to be in town. Yep. But I remember the one bit of advice I got as far as being on the farm was if you get lost in a cornfield, just keep walking.
0: Just keep walking. Just keep
1: walking. And some eventually. And you're going to find that end. You're going to find something. And what I chased there was the idea like, hey... It feels like we're lost in the middle of the cornfield right now. Yep. Like, you look around and all you see are six, seven, eight foot stalks, but keep walking straight. Yep. Absolutely. Just keep doing the right thing. And at some point, we'll see the end of this. At yep. some point, we'll see something great. And, of course, uh, what he ends the letter yesterday with is not on this side of the first death. Right. He references a second death where you won't feel any pain. And that's the hard thing for us to grasp, of course. Like, hey, I assume if I keep walking, it's going to get better tomorrow. It's going to get better in this life. Maybe the promise is it's not going to get better in this life. Yeah. But it yep. is, I can guarantee you, going to get better after this.
0: Absolutely. And that's why we keep walking in the cornfield. My, right. gran- my grandpa said something very similar. He mm-hmm. said, if you ever get lost in a cornfield, just keep, just keep straight down the row. Yep. Just keep going
1: straight. Keep going straight yep.
0: down the row. Because yep. he said, if you cross, you're just going to make circles. Exactly. Keep going straight down the row. And then he goes, and at some point... They're gonna be lined up against you, right? You got to push through that, and that's the end, right? And I think, oh, that's, that's really good. I know. I think that's such a proper analogy, and that's how Grandpa was. He was a very wise man, right. um, but he said, if if you push through the hardship, eventually you're gonna find the end, right? And that's where I feel like we're at, right? We as Christians in this season are just walking through these rows, constantly looking for the end, and sometimes when we reach the end rows. They go diagonal or they go sideways on us, mm-hmm. and we have to push through that that's pretty good before we reach the flat plane that's that's just like life man yep and yep. Just it, we're going to get
1: walking, out of Just keep walking. And then there's so many things that you could say. Uh, the psalmist telling you to always be doing the righteous thing, right? Just yep. continue to be righteous. Do the right thing. Stay on that straight path. Yep. Don't waver. Yep. And then, of course, Christ gives the narrow road, the wide road analogy as well. Mm-hmm. There's so much fullness there. Absolutely. The other thing that I really thought of when you were saying, um, you know, he asks us to reach out. Uh, the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, I I believe I've referenced this in a sermon before, but if you really pay attention, uh, there's a picture of God, and I pulled it up here if you uh, need to remember to see it. A picture of God and Adam, and what's incredible to me, I just broke the computer, uh, what's incredible to me is God is fully extended, reaching out, and Adam is just sort of lazily... Kind of sort of reaching, but not really extending. And I think that's our human nature too, right? Like we are lazy in the sense of letting God reach so strong for us and not really responding... With a wholehearted effort. Does absolutely. that sound something no, right?
0: Absolutely right. And so often we just expect that because we're sitting here and because we might be suffering that God is going to come down out of the heavens and just save us. And we don't really have to put in any effort. Right. I think uh, one of my favorite movies uh, describes it best, as most movies do, Um the Never Ending Story. I don't know if you've ever seen The Never Ending Story. I have a poster in my living. It's been a moment. while. Mm-hmm. I, it's awesome movie.
1: It never ends.
0: It, it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's that's the theme song. Yeah. So uh, in the Never Ending Story, there's this one scene where the, the pink. Lu- it sounds lame, but stick with me. Stick with him. The pig, the pink luck dragon named Falcor, <laughs> is flying across, and the nothing is coming to get Atreyu. Right. And uh, Atreyu's the main protagonist, and Atreyu is is sinking in this pit of despair mm. as the the wolf Gmork is coming mm-hmm. towards him. Stick with me. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're getting there. So Atreyu is like sitting there, and he's sinking, and he's sinking into this mud that's surrounding him, and it's, it's literal despair, and he doesn't know what else to do. Mm. And meanwhile, Falcor is flying down, and Atreyu, right at the last minute, reaches out, and then Falcor grabs him and, what I, and drags him out. Mm-hmm. Right as the, the wolf snaps his jaws into air. He doesn't get anything. Mm. And I love that so incredibly much because what it shows, Falcor being the savior in that scenario, is he mm-hmm. does 95% of the work. Mm-hmm. He's flying. He's coming to rescue. But it still takes a Atreyu to hold out his hand right, to be right, caught. Right. Or else he just sinks all the way in the mud.
1: Which is incredible because... It calls him to do something. To do something. Right. Yeah.
0: You still got to crawl through it. You still got to reach out to Christ. But I like what you
1: said, that it's 95% of the work, because we wholeheartedly believe it's all Christ, right? Right. That's, uh, to go back to a whole bunch of stuff, like, uh, sola fide, sola scriptura. Like, it's only God doing all of these things.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: And... He asks us to respond. Exactly. Which is incredible because it's almost a weird circle that we can't understand. Yep. I can't lift my arm up right without him yep. being the one that helps me lift my arm up yep. right like that's kind of the harsh part the, of it i guess
0: it's it's christ did you know the lord did all of the salvific work right. he did all of the Absolutely. sacrifice he did right. all of the all of the work it takes for us to be made holy in his sight but right. what he does ask us is in response and in obedience and in faith he gives us the strength mm-hmm. to reach out to him to grasp on to that promise right so yeah even the work of grasping out is his strength flowing through us through the holy spirit
1: and what's the analogy for that i can only picture like him lifting our arm up but it's almost an invisible lift like yes it looks like i'm doing it but he's the one that's giving me the strength to do it something like that right
0: exactly and if if there was a simple way to explain it trust me we would but some of this this theological it's stuff. It's almost
1: around in a circle in a way, right?
0: Yep, it's what Calvin called the gospel mysteries. It's Sometimes it's just unknowable how God works, and that's okay. You know, we just trust.
1: And I'm amazed that uh, the line that I think is applicable so many different times, uh, again from Calvin, it's like trying to figure out how many inches are in a pound. Like yeah. It's just... really something that doesn't compute according to our simple brains because of course we claim this all the time but it's uh, the fact that his ways are bigger than our ways and his Mm -hmm. thoughts are bigger than our thoughts right?
0: Mm -hmm. Amen to that and (laughs) if we could understand him we we Trust me, we wouldn't want to understand him because it'd be so intricate, our heads would explode. Absolutely
1: you right, know, yeah. So. so I thought we should chase a little bit of what we were talking right before the podcast started, mm-hmm. uh, which is the levels of Batman and the levels of comics a little yeah. bit. Because I was saying the latest Batman trailer was almost too much for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: in terms of like how intense it is and how real it can be, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because I think what those movies are doing is becoming more and more real so that it can feel more and more intense, right? Yep. But also, what I'm really struck by is the down of the down being shown very, very clearly... Yeah. ...with the hope that at some point the hero does come, right? And so then... It's even more of an intense feeling, mm-hmm. uh, more of an adrenaline rush or whatever you want to call it. Yep. But that's not very far from the conversation Sandra and I were having. I believe it was on Saturday because we went to a kind of a worship time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the struggles that we had was that we quite quickly just launched in to like a really good, worship song or whatever right and there was something that we thought was missing yeah like we t- kind of dissected it as much as we could and we said something along the lines of i don't think we acknowledged how hard it has been yeah and how low the lows have been in order to feel how high the high was
0: yeah Do you follow
1: sense. me where i'm like with the batman movie especially and all mm-hmm. that like the more dark it seems in the dark times, yeah. the more light the light is going to
0: seem. Yeah, you need to you need to go through the times of you need to understand what what sorrow looks like. So that the redemption is right. even better, right? Which is the basis
1: is. of a story, right? Like yep. you got to have some sort of conflict, some sort of sorrow, so that redemption can be felt and there's, seen.
0: There's always in every in every good story, it's the three act structure, right? The introduction of the characters, the the initial reward, and then the second act is always the downfall of the characters. Right. There's this overwhelming obstacle, and the third. The third act is always the redemption, the redemption story and the victory. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that not only exists with Batman and Star Wars specifically is mm-hmm. a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, the redemption story of Scripture. Oh, totally, too. right? I mean, yeah. right? we have all this intro of Christ is coming, Christ is coming, Christ is coming. Christ comes. Right. But then he's murdered. Right. But then he rises from the dead right. and we are promised this eternal victory right. in eternity right so the bible itself has a third act structure oh
1: totally right and, and
0: creation has a third act right, structure too right right because you know we are introduced to sinlessness and then we fall into sin well sometime at some point jesus is going to come back and the re- the eternal redemption of the earth will happen right so. which
1: is incredible as you if you map out scripture yeah if you look at the overall big picture you see that wave mm-hmm. but imagine So, just to focus on when you said, I I don't know if I've really ever done it this way, but I like the way you said that. Christ was murdered.
0: Yeah, he was murdered.
1: He wasn't just, uh, I've used a whole bunch of language around here, sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just wasn't died. He was murdered. Yeah, And that's the low of the low, really, because as you're... Uh, having the sin enter the world as you're having the Israelites do all kinds of wrong things, that's pretty low. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, oh, this is a horrible time. Like, how is this story ever going to turn around? And then Christ comes and imagine, we've talked about this before, imagine the, oh, now, now there's victory. So the disciples, this is why they chased uh, him around thinking that he was going to uh, restore their empire. He's yeah. going to restore the Jewish powers and all of these kind of things. Yep. And imagine that it's lower than that even. Yeah. Because I still have to get murdered. He said, mm-hmm. I still have to go through these things. Mm-hmm. So buckle up because <laughs> what you worse. saw yeah. wasn't the worst. Right. It's going to get worse than this. And then, of course, Peter denies him. And, of course, like, disciples mm-hmm. flee and all these things. And God, uh, we say in the catechism, God forsakes him, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Turns his back on him, so to speak. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. that's the low of the low, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can you imagine being, you know, because Christ was all deity and all man, mm-hmm. 100% divine, 100% humanity. Um, can you imagine being the divine aspect of him? realizing that not only did Father turn his back on him, who he's been through with all eternity, Mm -hmm. but also that that part of him is going to be devoid of the Father for days. Right. I mean, they've never been separated. That's the low of the low. That's the lowest it can go.
1: Which is incredible, because then, after that low... Mm-hmm. Then we're on the upswing, right?
0: Absolutely. Which and
1: speaks to a bigger picture.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think it's important, like during this season, that we consistently remain hopeful And in that our this trajectory. is just a
1: small little a
0: glimpse. A small little piece of, of this, this upward trajectory right. of Jesus Christ. And yes, it may feel like a little bit of a dip. I look right. at it this way. When you're going up a mountain, mm-hmm. right, and you have a 7% grade, mm-hmm. and you're trying to ascend to the peak, sometimes when you're going up that grade, it flattens out, and it looks right. like you're actually... Going down, right? But really, all it is is a two percent grade, right? From a seven percent, and I think that's where we're at right now, right? We're still ascending towards Christ's return, but right now it just feels like a little bit down because we're not ascending in in terms of what we think perfection should look like,
1: which is so incredible because we get stuck in a small point of view, right? Yeah. So you get stuck yeah. on that little downturn. Yep. Oh yeah, the whole thing it must be horrible. Yeah, the like whole like we're, gonna blow up. And man. I get it, like. I to go back to Revelation too. We acknowledge this is a horrible time. Yeah, especially for uh, we prayed for persecuted Christians around the world yesterday, knowing that things are looking horrible for some of our brothers and sisters. Yep, and we also have to acknowledge. Are what Paul would say, this is a temporary suffering. Exactly. This is something that is only a small piece of a really big
0: story, of a really big picture. If we consistently refocus on the cross, which in Reformed theology we always do, we refocus on the cross we are consistently remembering, and I use the word murder intentionally, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's important to name that Mm -hmm. and name the reality of it. Right. If we look back towards where he was, our Savior was murdered to the Mm -hmm. point where the curtains tore in the temple Mm -hmm. and then rose from the dead, but if we look back to the day he was murdered, how much better do we have it than that day? Oh my goodness, right? You know, because our Savior's risen now. Right. So it's...
1: And so look at the big... Overall progress, right? At at the overall upward trend of things. Yeah. Um, I I hesitate to share this just because it's like personal or whatever, but I've been on a weight loss journey for like five years or so. Yep. And I get so struck on like, oh no, this one week I gained half a pound or a pound or two pounds, a really bad week, whatever. Yep. But then what I've done over the last little bit is make a really big map, a really Mm -hmm. big chart, so that I can see that overall it's down. And, yeah, there's going to be a few little spikes here and there. Yep. But overall, this is where I was and this is where I am. Yep. Because you can see a bigger picture there, and I think that's part of what we're trying to do, right, when we look at that
0: whole story of Scripture. The more micro you get, the more problems you're going to see. The more macro you get, the more you see the trajectory of the gospel. Right, right, right. And if we look at the gospel through a macro lens, we can realize that the problems we face now, though... Some people, you know, in the New Testament were facing some of the same problems. Mm-hmm. The problems we face now aren't as bad because each day we are getting closer right. to Christ returning.
1: I love that because you know? I remember having this conversation. Maybe it was on the podcast at one point, but it was something around the lines of, are we, is there more chance that he's going to come tomorrow tomorrow? Or is it more chance that he's going to be another 2,000 years? (laughs) Yeah. Because the really harsh thing is, man, it's been 2,000 years. And you could start to be negative about that. Like, oh, if he's waited 2,000 years, he'll probably wait 4,000. right? And maybe that's true, because we don't know. Uh, Even the son doesn't know. Jesus says that. Only the father knows. That's an incredible mystery that none of us are privy to. Yep. But what I would put as an asterisk is that... Even if it is 2,000 years, we're still closer. Exactly. We're still exactly. closer now than we were 30 seconds ago. Yep. Like, we're getting closer mm-hmm. to being redeemed by Him.
0: Exactly and And because we are getting closer, it could be tomorrow we're four billion years. Who cares? right? We're getting closer, which means that we can live more in joy and hope every oh totally single day, right, regardless of the we're closer suffering. and
1: closer to the good, we're exactly. closer and closer to the incredible redemption mm-hmm. of this huge big
0: story, exactly it, and That's that was all out of the to. Batman trailer, I know right. So thanks, guy from Twilight playing Batman now.
1: <laughs> Jesse's not a big fan. but no. uh, it looks like he's gonna redeem himself. It looks it like it, it was looked like a pretty good trailer. It,
0: I tell you the honest truth, though. I mean that trailer. It looks good, but man, he he better pull it off. Cause I can't stand Robert Pat Patterson. I was
1: really impressed. The little glimpses of him, like I was kind of like, oh, you like you barely see him. Yeah, uh, you yeah. really see like a lot of the setup of the the world building, and, world building and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But man, he looks young.
0: He does look young. And I
1: was like, I, are they going for like a teenage Batman? Because he looks really young. And my argument would be, he's like our age, I think. But yeah. somehow he's yeah. just that good looking or something. I, they make him look like a teenager.
0: Well, Twilight came out like 10, 12 years ago. We're right?
1: not going to be mistaken for teenagers. No, we that. ain't.
0: Not, but no he way. might. No, he, he might. Yeah. But.
1: <laughs> that, that's fun. Uh, so, just very quickly as we transition to the next thing, where... This is hard to do because you don't know him, but you can rank Ben Affleck. Like, give me your quick Batman ranking.
0: Oh, best yes. One is uh, the best one has to be. Um, boy, that's a good question. I would. have I really would have say... thought you
1: would be able to rattle that off. Like you've thought about it, like I, oh, over I've and thought over. About, again. I've thought about tons
0: of it, but yeah. but there's there's two Batman's that I really like. Okay, and the two are going to be uh, uh, Keaton. Yeah is probably my number 1. Yeah. But Adam West, he did for a completely different reason. Just because original and all that kind right, of stuff, right? Like because if you're going for memorable like right. Adam West. Oh is yeah, a, he's going to stick with you. But uh Michael Keaton is probably
1: especially the, best. the uh w- So Elijah is into watching, it's on the Roku channel, the old Batman. Oh, yeah. The 60s Batman. So we've watched several episodes, if not several seasons. But there's a scene where he does, like, this groovy dance or something like that. He does the eyebrow (laughs) thing. Like, you can't get that out of your head. No. Like, he's very, very memorable. Not always for, like, good reasons, but, like, you just kind of, like, wow. My favorite. You you did
0: that. Dude, my (laughs) favorite scene of all time in any Batman movie ever is when, and it's an actual movie, is when Adam West is is holding a bomb for a yes. shark. He's going to blow up a shark. Yep. And, and he just he's holding this bomb and he goes, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I'm like, yes! What a line. Awesome. What I a line. That. I want that on my
1: tombstone that someday. That is such a line.
0: But if we were to rank all of them, it would probably be Michael Keaton, it would be Adam West, then it would be Christian Bale, yeah. then it would be Val Kilmer, then it would be George Clooney, <laughs> and then it would be Ben Affleck, and then it would be Robert pa- Porter.
1: Man, Beckham. I thought Ben Affleck did a pretty good job. Yeah, I thought George. Clooney was pretty bad.
0: George Clooney was terrible. I'm going to put Ben Affleck above George Clooney. The only reason I don't do it is because every single and you won't be able to see it if you're only listening, but every single shot of him in those movies is just this—the <laughs> glare, just the glare. I'm like, dude, he doesn't smile. Act. Like he doesn't ever, ever. I'm like,
1: like it, Keaton was kind of like the approachable Batman. I felt like, like yeah. he was kind of like a a real guy. Yeah, and the other ones like overdid it a little bit. That's why I
0: can't stand stand Ben Affleck. I'm just sitting here going, so you're telling me that this brooding jerk somehow made billionaire? Yeah. Really? Like, he's somehow this fancy playboy yeah. and holds part... No one wants to be friends with that guy. Agreed, right. He's a jerk. Like,
1: obviously, Bruce Wayne is a party lover. Like, yeah. there's gotta be some joy there. A exactly. little bit. And little Keaton bit. played that off a little bit. Yeah, that's why I See, like I, Keaton. See, I'm gonna put uh, Christian Bale at my top. Like, I, I think he... Mm. And especially because that was my time frame of really watching the movies in depth. Right. Uh, being able to really appreciate them for what they were and we talked a little bit about the Nolan trilogy is just so good of walking a line between really really intense but not too much for me like i feel like this next batman uh especially in the world of joaquin phoenix as joker like that's a little too much for me
0: yeah but yeah. this
1: other one this nolan batman mm-hmm. was kind of on that line sort of
0: I, it it was a perfect mix of of realistic enough but right. also far enough out there where you're going okay my suspension of disbelief right. can kick in
1: like joker and this new one appear Dude. to me like I'm freaked out. Like, I have to go lock my door, because these guys could knock on my door, it feels like.
0: And see, we've talked about that, because I like darker stuff than you do, admittedly, and... But even for me, I'm just like, it doesn't feel like it's a comic book movie, right. Joker. It feels like it literally happened in 1988 right. in New right. York. Which and you're like, is what oh. they were
1: going for, right? And yeah. obviously it worked. Or yeah. yeah, the Joker got all kinds of awards and made yeah. a lot of money and all that kind of stuff. And I assume this Batman is going to do the oh, same. Oh, I would
0: guess so. But I'll tell you, if Robert Porterson or whatever this kid's name is. <laughs> you refuse to say his real name, don't you? I refuse to say his real and name. you
1: can't say this kid. He's like older than you. He's
0: your if, age. If, I'm gonna pull out a David Letterman. If Lonnie Donegan wins a <laughs> wins an Oscar, I'm gonna boycott all of the oh, God, Warner Brothers not. movies. You are ever. you're gonna you're gonna watch this movie. Right, yeah. I will actually watch the movie. Robert Pattinson. Yes. Yeah, that guy. Guess yeah.
1: his uh guess his age and what year he was born.
0: I'm gonna guess he's thirty four. You're right on nineteen
1: eighty six.
0: Nice. Which nice. is
1: exactly you, right? Or that's, no, you're
0: That's, that's two years, y- two years younger than me. Yeah. I'm going to be 37 in November already. But
1: here's another fun little fact. If this is, I assume Wikipedia is right, same birthday as me. No kidding, May 13. No kidding, no kidding. Huh. How About that. How now about you like that? him even more.
0: Yeah, I. Well, now I kind of. <laughs> now I kind of like you know. Wow. Well,
1: okay, if he's got the same birthday as yeah. Gary, like okay. All right, yeah. Lyle Donovan oh. isn't oh, that okay. bad. I, yeah, I guess, guess he's whatever. all right. Yep. <laughs> All All right, right. one of the things that we have to do is talk about... um, I wanted to chase this rabbit trail for a moment when you were saying the scripture picture and the map, right? Um, We used something yesterday that is presented on Right Now Media, and I wanted to really sell you on Right Now Media because it's a free gift from Living Water. And during this time of being separated from so many people and not being able to uh, really engage in a lot of conversation... This right now media is such a discipleship tool because you can sit at home and rather than watch Netflix, rather than watch another episode of Flora's Lava, mm-hmm. you can put on an episode of Matt Chandler walking through Psalm twenty three or you can put on a conference. Um, the Gospel Coalition, I believe it is, they Um, do all kinds of conferences on Right Now Media. They do all kinds of incredible things on this website, uh, Right Now Media. And you can have all of that for free. Just go to ForAllWhothirst.com, and it's over on the right-hand side. You can sign up. If you haven't already, go and do that. But the reason I chase that is because we used yesterday uh, Tim Mackey, and he does a um, video on each book of the Bible, Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. to read... Whatever book. And so we showed just a two-minute clip of how to read Revelation. Mm. And the eye-catching part of it is that he draws as he's talking, or he has somebody draw while he's talking. And it ends up being like this really cool map. Yeah, like at the end of it. Yep. And so we printed out a few of them, and the kids uh, took them after Sue did kind of a children's message or whatever, and they were able to kind of follow along on this map, like where the book is going. Mm, sure. And I would really strongly encourage people go and watch Titus, like how to read Titus, yeah. because you're going to see so much background in this thing. Yep. Uh, go and watch Revelation and see the background. Because we don't have the capability in 20, 30 minutes of a sermon to really give you everything that was happening in Crete or everything that was happening in 95 A.D. And what we're encouraging all the time is don't let sunday be your only time of opening the scripture exactly do something to interact with it
0: right exactly and there's a couple of things there. first of all if you're worried about you know is there a way to connect to right now media with a group of people well there's a bunch of of studies that are happening through right now media not only on terms of inline but in our church i know women's group in sheldon is using it there's a bible study that's happening there's a read the bible in a year that's happening Mm -hmm. all through just you know our church and so If you want to get plugged into that, like Gary or myself, knowing we can do that for you. And it's so Um,
1: simple. Um,
0: Yeah. All you got
1: to do is go to the website and sign up, and then you'll say, yep, I have some association with Living Water. I heard about it on a podcast or whatever. Yep. And really, it's something that uh, is hard to put a price tag on. Yeah like I know as your women's group is using it as men's group is using it you're probably going to pay like thirty, forty 40 bucks for a series or 10 20 bucks for a book yeah you don't have to do any of that you don't have to pay to get the love does bible study like that's mm-hmm. incredible we paid last year before we had uh right now media um we paid a couple hundred bucks so that everybody could get a book yep now it's free it's free, free. Just go to the website and watch Bob Goff walk through uh, the five lessons of love. Does it's just an incredible resource that I really want everybody to use. Yeah, for.
0: and I encourage you guys to do it as well. Um, the the a good example of what you mentioned earlier, as far as you know, in twenty thirty minutes of of Sundays, not having enough time. Mm-hmm to kind of go through what's happening in Scripture, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. is um, I, I made an illusion about how Titus was went, went with Paul on his third missionary mm-hmm. journey, and then there was a couple of years where a lot of stuff happened, and Paul and Titus eventually went down to Crete. And basically what I said is a lot of different things happened oh, yeah. in the meantime. Uh, mm-hmm. But in reality what happened is Paul went to prison, stopped in Crete, and then got released from prison, and then wrote to Titus, and Titus went back. And that's stuff that we could dive into for hours. Oh, man,
1: right. Because there's out what so happened. much there, right? There's so
0: much yep. there, but that has to be condensed down into half of a sentence. Right. And so hopefully through Right Now Media, this will help flesh out the rest of that narrative.
1: The encouragement would be, um, don't be the atom with the lazy yard, right? Just take yeah. one step towards yep. this scripture. Yep. Uh, take one step towards this tool. And, man, if you're... Uh, I like to visually see things. This uh, Right Now Media is just such a great option for you. I know that um, Chris has offered it. I know um, uh, myself, I'm doing it here in Orange City as well. The YouVersion Bible app, if you're yep. uh, liking to read things, especially on your phone, yep. uh, get signed up for the YouVersion Bible app. Both of the campuses are using that. Yep. Uh, there's just all kinds of tools uh, during this time. It's an opportunity, really. I think that's what we're trying to get across, that don't just woe is me during this six-month quarantine, during this time of slowly getting started with things. Uh, Use one of these tools and interact with Scripture as much as you can.
0: And at the exact same point, Gary and I are both here. You know, I mean, if there's ever any questions you have, even if you're going through the app or just during your daily scripture, Mm -hmm. feel free to reach out to us. I would love to sit there and talk theology with somebody for hours on end. I love talking about it. So and I think we used to do
1: this on our podcast all the time, and we haven't done it in a while. But you can certainly interact with us. Um, Jesse's got an AOL website, (laughs) right? Yes, (laughs) Yes. Um, because we used to make fun of each other for like how behind the times we are, but we're getting up there. It's Alta Vista. You can get. An email now. Yeah, you can I, get an email. You figured out how to do that, right? I had
0: one of my friends. He he Snapchats me. Oh, right? and I don't open Snapchat right? because I'm like I don't know. I don't right. care. I'm old. And <laughs> so he just own it. He's like typing, and he and I know that he's typing because it says you know so and so is typing, and I'm like mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So I run into him a couple days later, and he goes, dude, why don't you ever open up my Snapchats? And I'm like, I don't do that. Right. I'm old. Right. And he goes, well, what's the best way to get a hold of you? I'm like, honestly email email and he's like you want me to email you what's up and i'm like kind of kind of because
1: we're of that uh, generation right like i i don't mind a text i can i can do a text yeah email is so easy and that's how i end up interacting with a lot of people because i always kind of feel like a text is a little more forward yeah and i would also argue like uh snapchat and instagram is like really forward like you have yep. to respond like right now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas an email, hey, get yeah. to this when you can.
0: And 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 I have this thing. Wow, and we are so
1: old for that. We are
0: old, and I have this thing that, it, and I know it's. Some people think it's a problem. I hate impersonal conversation. Mm. I can't stand it. I don't like talking on the phone. I don't like text message. I don't like Snapchat. I really don't even like email. Right. Because I like face-to-face. Right. And the problem with that is you can't have face-to-face all the time. Right. So email is the next best Especially alternative. Especially
1: during this time and during this season exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so feel free to
0: email me at <laughs> oldguy.ultavista.net. But
1: have had that website or that email (laughs) name, that would have been awesome. Yeah,
0: lycos.com,
1: right? Right, but really, in all of that joking, do reach out to us as much as you want to talk about right now, media, as much as you want to talk about how to interact with scripture. We're here to help, we're here to do what we can to keep you interacting with scripture. So, we've talked a little bit about Batman, we've talked a little bit about the overarching picture of scripture, the need. For being in the low of the low, the valley, Mm -hmm. so that we can see the redemption story. We've talked about the sermon series of hope. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue that this week, correct? Both of us are talking about this sermon series where we just focus on hope and the hope that we have in Christ, of course. Uh, we've also talked about the discipleship tool of Right Now Media, of Version Bible app. Make sure you're interacting with those. Uh, don't forget to uh, sign up for updates. Uh, sign up on our uh, Facebook page. You can get all kinds of updates from both campuses there as well. Just stay connected as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Anything else we're missing on a Monday morning? Uh,
0: the only thing I would say is uh, we are doing physical worship. We understand oh, if yeah. you want to stay at home, but we'd love to see you in person. Yeah. Um, so if you're able, please come join us at either one of the campuses. 10 o'clock in the morning as we continue our series on hope. I'm doing Revelation 22 in Sheldon.
1: Yep. I think um, we're doing Revelation 3, I think, yep. somewhere in there. So we're yep. both
0: touching on Revelation. I yep. get it. If you don't feel comfortable, but if you do, please come out. We'd love to see you face to face.
1: Sounds good. And with all of that being said, I am going to hit our uh, out. Go as much as I possibly can, the like our outro. outro.
0: I'm gonna sit back fast. We're gonna, gonna do this so incredibly
1: started. well because I'm talking and I'm talking and the music is starting. Jesse, I love your faith.
0: Can <laughs> we get it? Oh, yeah! Hey, all right, victory.